The Cap and J Hood podcast is sponsored by Tito's Handmade Vodka. Go to Tito's HometownTales.com and hear the stories of Chicago's defining sports moments through the lens of your favorite ESP 1000 hosts. That's Tito's HometownTales.com. Chicago, this is your new morning routine. Cap and J Hood. Follow Cap J Hood on Twitter and Instagram. Stream the show on the new ESPN Chicago app. Watch the show on Twitch. Twitch. Follow ESPN 1000 Chicago. Now, 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 on ESPN 1000, Chicago's home for sports. David Kaplan and Jonathan Hood. Oh, seven, and we'll watch them fall. That one, fair ball inside the bag at first. In to score Contreras. Wisdom on his heels. Baez a two-run single. On the ground is short. And it's under the glove of Adonis out of the left center. But it towards first. That's going to get a run. Everybody's safe. Inside off the glove of Narvaez all the way to the wall. In to score his move. Broken back. That's that one falling. Falls in to score Alcantara. Arietta on his heels. An embarrassment of riches. It's 7 0. What is that sign language? 7. 3 2 pitch. Runners go way inside. Natalia on the board. Of the division. Ooh, that ball's hit. Urias will watch it fly. The Brewers are chipping away. Makes it seven to three. Comes. Don't go anywhere. This was not over. Slow roller. Tough play. Ariana pounces. Throw to first. And it gets by. One run is in Adamas. Narvaez going to keep on trucking. And two will score. Wisdom is down. That's down the line. Oh, knocked down by Sogard. In the score is Taylor. Destin Hira with a base hit and an RBI. The claws are up. It's a one-run game. Brothers deals. And that's through. Base hit. What is it, Adamas? Here comes Taylor. Throw to the plate. And safe. The Brewers lead. Oh, what a slide. Wow. Yeah, a lot of baseball left. Yeah, they just started. That's down. Base hit. Here comes Peterson. Throw goes to third. Another run is in. It's 9-7. A one pitch. Oh, look out. Almost got him. Did it did get him? He yeah. did. He hit him. And another run will score. Adamas in the air. Right center. Ball's hit well. Marisnik on the run. And it is up and out. It's a grand slam. It is 14-7. Urias has had a day. Again, that ball's hit hard in the left center field. That one is back and it hits the wall and goes out of here. Luis Arias, his second home run of the day. Four runs batted in, his second homer, and the Brewers are up 15 to 7. Boy, that escalated quickly. I mean, that really got out of hand fast. Bring them out, bring them out, bring them out, bring them out. Woo! Bring them out, bring them out. 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 Bring them out, bring them out.
Yeah, we were there. Hoodie and I took a luxury, beautiful, Windy City Limos motor coach with a bunch of fine listeners and sponsors and ad execs, marketing people, and watched history yesterday. We watched history. We'll get into the embarrassment that is the Chicago Cubs. The wrecking ball has got to be moving towards 1060 West Addison. We'll get into it. (laughs) But we had a lot of fun yesterday. Yes, indeed. We were able to roll out the barrel uh, in Milwaukee and have a great time watching the the Brewers and the Cubs. But here's the thing. Here's what I like, man. Boy, you selected some great listeners and those that were able to be part of our, our trip. And we thank those that were part of it. Plenty of Miller Lite to go around for everybody. I, I, I've seen people drink, and I've seen people drink. Man, they get after it. <laughs> well, I mean, you think about this, man. A businessman special at AmFam uh, <laughs> Stadium, right? American Family Stadium. It's a businessman special. You're on a bus. You're on the bus with me and you and everybody else, and people are just fully croisoned and had a great time to be able to watch some baseball during the day. On a beautiful day, by the way. On a beautiful day. The roof was closed. It was. It was. But you know what? It was still a wonderful day just to be out. I, what I love about this rivalry or this matchup with the Cubs and Brewers is that you get this cross-section of fans, right? You know, when, when the Cubs were up 7 nothing, you can det- detect who the Cub fans were. Plenty of them. It was a mixture as you, we were walking into the stadium of just a sea of Cub fans, different uniforms, different years. That's the thing about the Cubs uniform, how it's evolved over the years, how you see like maybe seven or eight different types of Cubs uniforms. And then you get the old school Brewers uniforms as well and the new school. They still love their old school Brewers up there, man. No matter what you've seen, like a, a Jeff Jenkins and a Serhoff and those guys or a Prince Fielder, they still love those old school Brewers. Brewers. We're looking around the stadium, and they're still celebrating the 82 Brewers from back in the day. A Ben Ogilvy, if you will. A Jimmy Gantner. <laughs> Jimmy Gantner, as you pointed out to me yesterday. They still love, I mean, it has not been the rich tradition of championships for the Brewers, but they still love their team. And I love how both sections of fans were getting after it yesterday. Yeah, they got after it, and we had a blast on the bus and just having fun talking baseball. And then... Travis made a great announcement. Yes. Travis from our promotions department. Mm -hmm. Travis Wacker, who's awesome. Uh, If you're going to be making any sports wagers, make sure you do it before we hit the state lines because Wisconsin doesn't allow sports gambling. Yes. And, you know, Seamus, our driver, was flooring it. So you had to make sure that you locked in your bets because we were getting close to the Wisconsin border quickly. Yes. So people scurrying to their phones. Oh, God. <laughs> I got to play the over. Arietta sucks. Cup, cup, cup sucks. All right, here we go. And then and I'm telling you, in Cap, fumbling with his phone. He goes, well, what are we going to I was like, well, Las Vegas Aces. Take, yep. the, <laughs> take that. I had them. Take the sky. I'm, tell, I'm giving you your, your WNBA bets. So I'm trying to put this massive parlay together before <laughs> Seamus gets the bus geolocated into Wisconsin. Yes. And I said, get... <laughs> They're starting this rookie kid, Ashby. Mm-hmm. He's highly regarded. All right. I didn't play the total. No. Why, why would you? And one of the guys in the back of the bus, he's like, I got to put more money in my account. I'm going to pound this over. I'm like, you think so? It's Jake Arrieta. He said to me, it's Jake Arietta. 
Yes, play the over. Well, I was. It went by a mile. Well, listen, I said that because it's Ashby, a kid, he'd be rattled by the Cubs. I said, you know, after getting beat down the last couple of games, I said, I said the Cubs are going to win. And the, and the people on the bus, he goes, Jay Hood, you think the Cubs are going to win today? I go, yeah, the Cubs are going to win today. You know, every time I say that, they lose. <laughs> because it's, it, it was a great bet, right? Arietta, if he's got nothing, at least the Cubs will take on a rookie. Now, it can go one way or the other, right? You could be the rookie that you don't really pay attention to. You don't look at the, the film. You don't read the scouting report. But I said, you know, the Cubs. And I felt good about hitting the Cubs. Boom, money line. Felt good about it. 7 nothing. I'm strutting around like a peacock. Like, here we go, Cap. Take that. Yeah. My he, team. <laughs> he said to me, you should have played it. I had a parlay going with the Brewers on the money line. I'm like, they're not beating that team. It's 7 nothing. Hoodie is strutting the skybox like a peacock. <laughs> what I tell you, and then my buddy, my buddy Rob, sends me a text. Guess what I just did? 7 nothing. I just played the Brewers at plus 1,300. Oh, good for you. Yeah. And that paid like 26, what is it? He he had, I want to say $200. I think he got back like 20, 2,800. <sighs> yeah. First of all, that's testicular fortitude. That's balls, <laughs> balls. To, to, to say, yeah, we're up 7 nothing. We're going to lose the game. Really? In game. <laughs> I, I would have never done that. I would In think, game. I'd think, okay, 7-4, seven, 7-5, seven, five, 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 Cubs win. Something like that, right? If Arietta has nothing, it's like, ah, oh, Cubs got a big enough lead. Clearly not. Oh, my God. We're, Danny, you know what really irked me? And we'll get into it. In our next segment, what really irked me, it's 7 to nothing. Wisdom's got two hits. I'm like, this dog meat lineup we're running out there, actually, they're putting the ball in play. So you saw the lineup before anybody else on the bus, and you're reading it to me. I go, what do you got? You got, Wis- you got Contreras, Wisdom, Peterson, Baez is a cleanup hitter. Right. It's like, what kind of, after the pennant win is this? What kind of lineup is right. this? And you got Alcantara. Was he in there? Yeah. Yeah. And I'm looking at these this lineup. I'm like, wow. But Chris Bryant was still injured. Yeah. And can I just ask a question? No, you can't. Ask. Just go ahead. Just What about the bus trip? Like, Khalil Mack gets in a car accident every play. Right? Yeah. Like every play, yeah, it's a yeah, it's a series of of, of like um, car, car accidents. accidents. Yes, when you're Roquan in the Smith, every yeah. single play has an offensive lineman who outweighs him by seventy pounds. Blast into him, pop right back up. Let's go. God, our guys are injured all the time. I understand, but I, but I, we want to thank everybody that was on the bus. We wish you were with us because it was just a great time just to be able to walk in that ballpark and if especially. It was filled with Cub fans, clearly, because there was a guy with a Sandberg jersey. There was a couple others that had like a, a Lambert. Yep. You see his, he had a jersey, too. So at least, you know, there's a lot of Cub fans that were disappointed, but I think they really had a good time. And I hope that we have more of trips like this, the businessman special. It was done first class, man. The, yeah. the spread, we're getting into the skybox, and the spread was awesome. And there's all that Miller Light and High Life. People are like, in a good mood. And then it's 7 nothing Cubs. We're like, wow, this is awesome. You know I'm old school, right? I'm old school when I was able to dig through the cooler. Everyone's got Miller Lights. Ah, High Life. There you go. You know it's old school because the, 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 the label on the can was faded. Correct. 
<laughs> I don't know how old that Miller that high life was, but it was like an old school like light brown like on the on the can. Like, oh, there you go. I'll take that. You guys have your stack up your lights like little toy men, and I'll just have the nectar of the gods. There you go. The old man's drink from nineteen seventy eight. Yeah, it was good. <laughs> but <laughs> it's seven nothing. Oh, seven man. nothing. You got a veteran pitcher. Well, you had a mound visit in the first inning. A mound visit. What are you telling him? Like, I feel bad for Tommy Hottaby. Hey, man, here's a really crappy starting rotation. Good luck to you. Like, he's a good pitching coach. But when you've got to go to the mound in the first inning with a 7 nothing lead, what in the H can you possibly tell him? Uh, you might want to throw it over the plate. Jeff, just keep your eyes on the ticker, please. I need to know if Arietta's DFA'd this morning. He'll end up, you know what they're going to do with him? He'll get in the, like, on the injured list. He's got a strained lap. I don't think he should be in a Cubs uniform anymore. He's done. No, I'm, no, I'm not doing the talk show thing. I'm not. No, I'm serious. After yesterday, that's enough of that. Right. I don't care where you're going in the standing. That's enough of that. You know that he can't get it done anymore. Agreed. It's up 7 nothing, and, and, and pitched like he was in full stress. Man, it's 7 nothing. man. Let it fly. If you've got nothing, you can't be on my ball club. I'm serious. Like, if I was him, I literally, with you would, I mean, he's made a fortune of money. Again, I don't know anyone else's finances, but you call Jed up, you go, dude, let's just, you want to buy me out, I'll walk away. Give me my pride. Let's settle this. Done. Yeah, I mean, it's not the, I'm embarrassed for him. Right. Yesterday. That's enough of that. He's done. You, whatever you think of, like Davies with his four innings, or whatever you think of the back end of that rotation, he's still a competent that, pitcher. That that guy can't be on my team. Arietta. Yes, that's yeah. enough of that. He's done. Uh, the Cubs went from first place to six games back in a week. The season is over. Stop fantasizing. Well, if we would have kept Darvish, yeah, if you would have kept Darvish, you'd be four games back and plummeting. You've got zero chance, and it breaks my heart. What's next for this franchise? And then we will get into Josh Donaldson versus Lucas Giolito because it was awesome. That's all next. That's why I Shot. No shot. With Cap and J Hood on ESPN 1000 and the ESPN app. That's why I Shot, no shot. Brought to you by PointsBet Sportsbook at Hawthorne Racecourse. PointsBet Sportsbook now open. Download the PointsBet app. And stop by Hawthorne Racecourse. Don't even have to get out of your car and register your account. Danny. Gentlemen. What's up, Danny? What up, Hood? What's How up, you man? doing, man? Good, man. Ready for the both, man. Ready for the both. For you real, got some fireworks? Both. Yeah, man, man. I went to Crazy Kaplan's, man. Went over there. You know what I'm saying? Kaplan gave me a nice deal. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I'm good. They've been popping fireworks, actually, since Memorial Day in my neighborhood. Do you know that? Like, I've never had, I don't know about your family, but I know that my family's never had that kind of money to be able to pop fireworks since May. Yeah, I was never a firework guy, so of course not. Too much fun. Go ahead, Danny. All right, gentlemen, NBA, the Suns finished. <laughs> Hold on a minute. Let me just be clear. Like, if I go to a fireworks show, like at the Sox game, it's cool. Right, because it's paid just, for. You don't have to pay a, a dollar for that. Well, I had to buy my tickets. You got your tickets from no, someone. No, I bought my tickets. No. Thank you. No, you did Take not. Take that. No. You, got no. you know, so many, you would rather have someone hand you the, the ticket than you paying for it, especially since you know so many people. Uh, no, I bought, you can call the White Sox, I bought all those games 
paid for with my credit card through sponsorship. No shot. Absolutely. But those fireworks are cool. Like they do a fireworks show. I'm talking about me buying them off and setting them off. No interest. Too much pass. Too much effort. Might get get burned. Yeah, it might blow off a finger. (laughs) Danny. Gentlemen, the Suns finished off the Clippers in six. They advanced to the first NBA final since 1993. Obviously, we know who won that one. Chris Paul was brilliant. He poured in 41 points. He hit seven from eight from three-point range. He added four rebounds, eight assists, three steals without turning the ball over. He is going to his first NBA Finals, and Phoenix is going to their first Finals in nearly three decades. I ask you guys, and I'm stealing this straight from our friend Jordan Cornette, shot or no shot, if Chris Paul wins a title this year in Phoenix, he becomes the best Suns player ever. That is a no shot. That is Steve Nash. Two-time MVP. That is Charles Barkley. I would put those two up uh, before. And, 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 you know, I was a big fan of Kevin Johnson, too, even though he wasn't the champion. I just like Kevin Johnson. But I would say that those are three that come to mind. First of all, I'll give you a bunch. Diana Taurasi, go check her numbers. I think she's the first female player she didn't ever. play for the Suns. I asked the best in the in. The Suns history. I was also counting Arizona. Okay. Uh, Steve Nash, Nash, two-time MVP. Yes. It's not close. Not close. Tell us about the uh, the basketball stylings of Dick Van Arsdale. He was a good player. He and his twin brother, Tom. (laughs) So who would number one in Phoenix Suns history be? Steve Nash. I mean, they have no titles, right? Steve Nash. Nash over Barkley. Yes. And actually, you know what? Uh, the team that I thought that the Bulls would have trouble with as far as losing, I thought the Suns were going to beat the Bulls. Thunder Dan, man, he was so good. Yes. I love that guy. Out of all the team, not the Portland team, not the Seattle Sonics team, not an old Laker team from the first championship for the Bulls, I thought the Suns were going to give the, the Bulls big trouble. And they did. Kevin Johnson's another one. Sean Marion. I mean, there's some really re- – Paul Westfall, rest in peace. That guy had an amazing career. Jason Kidd played there. Connie Hawkins. Tommy Chambers. Connie Hawkins. Mm -hmm. Speaking of Chris Paul, if he wins a title here, will he forever be remembered as a Phoenix Sun? Like, he's been on numerous teams in his NBA career. Like, when you think Chris Paul, are you thinking Phoenix Sun? Yes, I will if they win the championship, and here's why. It's not Chris Paul hanging on off the bench like Carl Malone and, and Gary Payton with the Lakers, right? It's not the same situation. He's leading that team. It, nothing against Devin Booker, but without Chris Paul, the Suns are not in this spot. Agreed. Today. Agreed. Dang. So, so it's not him hanging on. He's the lead dog for this and not some bench player, some aging veteran that's on the bench. Make sense, Jeff? That- oh, absolutely. The yeah. one thing I was thinking is if they do go on to win the title, uh, to that point, you know, would Paul become the best son of all time? You know, I think because he's only played one season – if they go win the title, like Booker and Aiton are going to have something to say about that as well. Because even though you're right, Paul's leading the way, it, it's certainly, it's like a triumvirate. The three of them are getting it done together. You know, I, as much as Paul leads and has showed them how to become better players, like he couldn't be accomplishing what he's doing without Booker and Aiton alongside him. Yes. Daniel. Sticking with the NBA, the NBA is eyeing a midseason tournament. The league is drawing inspiration from European soccer, and it outlined a midseason contest. The current discussions revolve around an eight-team tournament 
with three single elimination rounds. The players would be incentivized. They'd be rewarded a million dollars per player if they're on the winning team. I ask you, gentlemen, shot or no shot, you're in favor of breaking up the regular season with a midseason tourney. I was a no shot for me. I, I, I'd prefer my regular season to be where it's, where it's been. Do not give in to those that say that the NBA season's too long. The NBA season's fine. Look, if you dip in for opening night and you see the Christmas Day games and you see the MLK games and you don't and you are away from it during the NCAA tournament, but you come back to the end of the regular season, who gets it and into playoffs? That's fine. It's a long season. People dip in and out of the baseball season too. No that's question. fine. That's but but don't break up the season. The season has a rhythm because now you're messing up players. It's like because everyone's not involved in this tournament, right? Right, Danny? Like, it'll be some teams that won't? Correct, yeah. So it's going to be an eight-team tournament. So only eight of the teams are going to make it. Oh. What the NBA wants to do is they think this will triple the value of their media rights. They they think it's going to spice up the package for potential broadcast partners. So I'm going to sit there and watch Sacramento and the Bulls? Well, the, the question is how will they choose the eight teams? But I'm, I'm very intrigued by it. I'm super intrigued by it because let's be honest. I like the NBA, but an 82-game season, there, there's a lull, right? Like you know with so many teams making the playoffs, eight teams in each conference, that the odds are most of these teams are going to make it. And you can kind of tune out from like Jan, you know, December through March. You watch the Christmas Day games, yeah. but you could tune out. You don't have to be in. But if there's a midseason tournament that actually they're playing for something and the players are playing for millions of dollars, so they're actually giving it their all, it might be more exciting than game number 45 on the schedule. See, the, the problem is with me, Cap, they got me. I'm watching random games in Same January, here. February. They got me. Even if it's from a basketball standpoint or a gambling standpoint, they got me. I'm I'm watching games in February and March in the NBA, but I love the NBA and I love basketball. I can watch college and pro and enjoy both, right? So, but as far as trying to get more eyeballs to the product, again, keep in mind who those teams are. You want to see Sacramento? Want to see Detroit at the end? No, thank you. I mean, bad teams, hard pass, and and to and, and invest time in those bad teams. See, I don't, but it wouldn't be. I don't think it would be like the eight teams that are just missing out on the playoffs. Who then? Like the Lakers? I, I think, yeah. I think you, your teams that are playing well in that time frame would qualify for this midseason tournament. You would reduce, like, if it's anything like, you know, the soccer model, the European soccer model, the one nice thing is that if you don't win the, the quote-unquote championship at the end of the season, this like, it's certainly not going to be as important, but it gives teams something else to play for. And then if you're a team that does win the title, but you could also say we won the midseason title too, it's like a double boost. It's like, hey, we won the double this year. We really are the best team. So you got to lay it out. What do you think? You got both sides. Of it. Yeah, I'm on your side. It's a no shot for me. No interest. I, I personally don't need it. If you feel like you can grow the game that way, if that's what you want to do, that's fine. For me, I don't need Now, if you want to take all the lottery teams at the end to have a tournament, the one that wins it out of the bad teams, they get the number one pick, I'm good with that. I'll also say this. The teams that will be not in the tournament, how much time would they have off? Because it's a rhythm situation, right? Two-week tournament, Danny? Like... Ten days? It, do, it does not say how long it's going to be, but it's eight teams with three single elimination rounds. So how long? That, t- that could just be a two-week tournament, maybe? Guys I mean, off you could, you could, Yeah, you can knock it out in a week. You, you could, could every other day. You could. Oh, not, I mean, that, that very, uh, just remember, players like the rhythm, right? Yep. So, Danny. All right. 
Gentlemen, America's treasure Adam Sandler is making a new movie for Netflix. He's going to play an American basketball scout who is unjustly fired after discovering a once-in-a-lifetime player abroad. He then decides to bring the player to the United States to prove that they both have what it takes to make it in the NBA. Shot or no shot, this is the Dirk Nowitzki story. Cap has a lawsuit here. Shot. You're calling your lawyer. You gonna call him, Steve today? Mandel? Please make a call. He's not gonna deal with that. <laughs> He's not gonna deal with that. I so think... Does it sound like your life there, Cap? How about he that? discovers a euro. I think he's talking about you. I think this story is about you. Can I? Can I tell you what's super cool about this? Hmm. It, so I guess the film is being filmed in Delaware, mm-hmm. and they are holding open tryouts for basketball players in the movie. So like in high school, you tried out for the team. You can go and try out to play a role of a basketball player in the movie. If we were in Delaware, 100% I'd be in line for a tryout. 100%. That'd be amazing. All right, the long-awaited top 10 list is next. Wow. This is Captain J. Hood. Enjoy the show each morning in your Instagrammies. At Cap J Hood on Instagram. This is Chicago's home for sport. ESPN 1000. Nine fifty-two in the great city of Chicago. He's Jonathan Hood. I'm David Kaplan. So we've got Boy Talks baseball today at twelve thirty, and we're carrying Hawks Bucks tonight at seven thirty. That's an intriguing uh, series for sure. And uh, so with the Sox and Twins, you know it's going to be sweet revenge, man. I don't know if there's gonna, anything's going to happen this afternoon, but I'm looking forward to seeing somewhere down the line Sox getting revenge on the Twins. Uh- David Letterman's back in the building again. He's doing some consulting for ABC7. And he... uh, Hi, Dave. Uh, he likes to just pop in on his own. Hold on a second. Did you plan this? I don't have this in my format. It was not in my format either. Danny. Danny. Now, I have here the Suns winning the West on my format here. I don't know what What are we doing. Guys, sometimes you have to be able to adjust on the fly. But my format here says... When Dave Letterman wants to come in, Dave Letterman comes in. Uh, hello. Hi, Dave. Gentlemen, Paul, I thought you were a good luck charm yesterday. Nice job. <laughs> you know what? That's good. Go back to New York, wherever it is you live now. Aaron Letterman, good to see you, buddy. Spend a lot of time in Indy these days. Gentlemen, uh, this week, Scotty Pippen made news for some of his controversial comments. And did you know that he's got a book coming out? And a big bottle of brandy, as Shaq called it yesterday. Unrelated, allegedly. But these are the top ten things that were (laughs) revealed in Scotty Pippen's new book. Uh Uh-huh. Number ten, things you can do in 1.8 seconds. (laughs) Okay. Oh, boy. (laughs) Number nine, how to properly dispose of your dog poop. Ah, yes. Well, you know. A reference, yes. (laughs) Number eight, the art of contract negotiation. Ah, yes, yes. Top ten things we we have learned from Scottie Pippen's new book. Number seven, where Jimmy Hoffa was buried. (laughs) 
Oh my god. Hi-oh. Uh, Hi-oh. Number six, how to properly calculate a tip. <laughs> oh, no. no tip and pip. Oh, that's good stuff. Number five, what happened at the end of The Sopranos? Mm-hmm. Top ten things revealed in Scotty Pippen's new book. Number four, who killed JFK? Uh, oh, okay. I didn't know that. All right. Number three, the cure for migraines. Oh, another shot at Pippen. Wow. Wow. Number two, the recipe for Big Mac's secret sauce. Oh. And the top thing we learned from Scotty Pippen's new book, how not to F up your summer. Ah, yes. Good job. Uh, I ain't going to F, F up my summer. Good job, man. I Nicely love that. done. Very good. All right, Dave. Back to New York for you. JR, we'll see you. J.R. Letterman with us here. Can we break the fourth wall? I love this. There's your card. There you go. J.R. Letterman, everybody. Good night, everybody. That's good stuff. Really good stuff. We got, we got to break the fourth wall in the bit. If you're Uh-oh. watching it on Twitch, and you should be, twitch.tv slash ESPN 1000 Chicago, J.R. looks exactly like David Letterman, right? Yes. But he takes it to another level. You realize the glasses he's wearing are Letterman's glasses. Those aren't the glasses that he wears every day. Right. And he cannot see through them. <laughs> when he wears those glasses, he can't even read his script. That's how dedicated so to the bit good. he is. So good. So good. Thank you, J.R. Letterman. We greatly appreciate you. Um, so, so what do you want to do now, J- What do you want to do now, Cap? I mean, that was a terrific bit. Terrific. How many, Perfect uh, amount of time to talk about Bill Cosby. Yeah, go right ahead. <laughs> so, so I saw one of our teammates, Ryan McGuire, oh. tweeted. So let me get this right. Bill Cosby's out and Britney is controlled by her father. It's Britney, bitch. I mean, we were on the bus yesterday we're coming back, and I look at my phone because I get these notifications. I'm like, hoodie, take a look at that. Mm-hmm. He's like, what? Yeah, Bill Cosby just walked free. Yeah, that's right. Well, and, and then why, he started tweeting. Wait, so why were no one surprised at that, right? You were surprised at that? I was stunned. Why? The, a, a, a celebrity gets out early. Shocking. Well, and, the, and, and and water's wet, Cap. Did you know that? Well, it's not just that he got out. They vacated his conviction. And you're surprised by that? Yes. I am not. Yes. Nope. This happens when you have money and you're a celebrity. That's not a surprise. I'm not even sure Bill knows he's out, quite frankly. I'm not joking. Like, I, you could tell when he's going in and, and now out. He didn't say anything audibly, right? It was through a statement, correct? It was, uh, yes, it was his tweet storm where he... Obviously, his lawyers wrote that scribe of things, but not surprised by that at all. But they had these helicopters over his house or wherever he went. You know, they picked him up from jail and they took him home and the helicopters were above. And he was waving and doing the fist like he won something. So, like, he must realize that he's not behind bars anymore. He knows that much. And so when's his next gig? Next week? When when do we see him? At Coconut Co- Coconut Creek, the Cosby Show returns. Well, is he going to be doing a, uh, a stand up soon? There was a story on TMZ. It said if O.J. Simpson can do appearances, why can't Bill Cosby? There's gonna, there's a section of people that still love Bill, and it can separate the art from what he is accused of. Correct. Her name is Felicia Rashad. All right, let's leave her out of it now. Now she's one of the she's one of the greats, all time greats. Let's not do that now. 
I mean, but but he, but here's the thing now. That what about Brittany? What about that side? That that's that's actually we need actually a longer segment for that because what she's going through is very very difficult, brutal. So when you are controlled by your dad, your money, your prescriptions, all that, she had a statement out there, Cap, where she she's, can only have so much money, and she feels like she's in a box. That's terrible. What terrible. She's going through. Wants to have a child. You've read through some. Her of dad this, won't right? allow it. You've read through some. I of this, read right? her fifteen-minute statement. It was lengthy. <laughs> wow. Scary. Uh, we will cross talk with Carmen and Yurko. Two minutes.